I'm Trish. And I'm Thaddeus, and you're listening to the Fallen Short Podcast. Today we will be talking about living in a season of great distress and disaster and trying to find the clarity in the calamity surrounding us. Merriam-Webster defines calamity as a disastrous event marked by a great loss and lasting distress, which could be through nature or economic. We're talking about, obviously, what's going around in the world. The I'm not going to call it the coronavirus because there's lots of coronaviruses and I'm that kind of person. It's COVID-19 specifically. And we're going to talk about, you know, lots of people are experiencing job loss, um, loss of income, obviously health and death and canceled uh, plans like canceled graduation prom all those things so and we'll try to relate you know personally as well um fortunately we haven't experienced job loss or any real in our immediate family anything with health or or loss of life or anything like that so we're gonna try to uh relate to you know everything out there but and we'll get into a little of the personal side of things for us as well yeah absolutely like there is just so much heartache and even I would say confusion even in our family and I know we're in a good spot like everybody's healthy and all that but like even just seeing our kids struggle with all their plans being canceled like their sporting events and trips and all the fun things that um, life in general just being canceled and they can't have the luxury or they don't, I guess, have the luxury of leaving the house and running to the store, doing different things like that. And so for the last few months, they've just been <laughs> trapped inside the house. And actually today, I mean, obviously they're going outside and playing, but like they're not able to do all the things they normally would. And there's just like, it's hard as a parent to know how to help your kids cope in just a season of um, great loss. And obviously, like, they're not about to graduate or they're not about to do anything that would be major like that. But it's still, you know, a lot of expectations that aren't being met and a lot of hopes and dreams that aren't being fulfilled. And it's um, how do you parent and how do you navigate your children through that? But how do you as a person, whether you're a parent or not, you know, how do I, Trish, navigate through these things? And I guess I've in the beginning was really struggling with it. Like I had a pretty like hard time right off the bat with everything being canceled and just feeling like I was really useless and I feeling like I just don't have a gifting that would necessarily like, I'm not a nurse or I'm not a doctor. Or I'm not anything like that. That would be super useful, but it doesn't mean that God can't use me in other ways. Yeah. And, and just to back up a little bit too from the outside for people that know us they might think oh nothing really changed for you guys because uh a we already homeschooled right so there wasn't a whole lot of uh adjustment there for the kids as far as schooling a lot of people having to figure out how to do distance learning and then also i work from home before all this happened i I mean you could say 95% of the time. Yeah. And so that really hasn't been a huge adjustment for us. So people on the outside might say, well, this doesn't, how has it really changed anything for you? But again, the, the for us, the biggest change is probably Trish works part-time and that's been an adjustment of how her work goes, um, just different aspects and, and the position she's in and what, 
what she's doing. But then also just with uh, learning how to, you know, even though we homeschool, I work from home, the kids weren't always home. Uh, we, we, we have our older two in sports. Well, so are the younger two sometimes. Yeah, but not as much. So Correct. the older two are used to being on the go, right. which uh, Trish is used to being on the go more so than me just for having to get I'm them to places. I'm a taxi cab. And then for me now, it you know we're middle of May and baseball season hasn't started. And I'm not talking about Major League Baseball. Yes, I want to watch uh, my favorite sports teams, but I also coach baseball. And so that's been an adjustment. We would be in full swing right now, and we haven't even been able to hold a practice. So there's those types of things that we're dealing with that maybe on the outside it looks like, well, nothing's really changed for you guys, but there are those things. Again, fortunately, we haven't had to deal with any job loss or the sickness or anything like that. And I think as parents, it's easy for us to have maybe a better perspective because we know of all the hardship more so than the kids do. That is out there in the world, you know, because we see it on the news or social media where our children, the hardship they know is what they're being faced with on a daily basis. So all they know is that, you know, we can't do the things we love and that's very disappointing for them. And, you know, just from their perspective, their whole world is crashing down and spinning out of control. So I think that's been really hard as parents to help them navigate that too. Um, and then ourselves, you know, when things don't go the way we want them to go, just in life in general, even aside from the season can be hard. Yeah. And things like other plans being canceled. So not necessarily just sports, but Trish touched on it at the beginning graduations, proms, things like that. Our kids aren't that old, so we're not dealing it's with that. It's just super relevant to me because of I work with youth. And so right. I, I'm I'm on the front lines of seeing how hard that is on, on yep. seniors. And and our, our second born is a fifth grader. And at our church, there's a program for fifth graders. And she was supposed to, quote unquote, graduate from that. Yeah, and she worked really hard. And she was going to get baptized and everything like that. And well, we can't meet at the church. And so all that has been postponed indefinitely at this point. So there's those types of things going on too. That That's an example for us, but obviously there's a lot of different things going on that people have had to cancel their plans for. Right. And what I think happens is like when you're super bored as an adult or as a youth, like your brain tends to race because your brain goes from thinking about work or school or whatever it is that you are usually consuming your time with. And all of a sudden your brain has just all this empty space to, to fill up. So you look to things like you, social media and news, or maybe you use different coping mechanisms like drugs or alcohol or overeating anger, resentment, all the different things that like normally your brain would be busy at work and thinking about this and strategizing to do this. But all of a sudden you have all this time to just kill, I guess, <laughs> for lack of a better word. And, and you're just trying to think of like, n sometimes you, you're coping because you don't want to think about all the darkness that's going on in the world and all the, um, everything feels so out of control and we don't have say whether or not COVID-19 is here in America and we don't have say whether it's here in the world I guess in general and we don't have say in these things and so sometimes to suppress our lack of feeling like we're in control of of things like that we will try to be in control of other things 
and we try to be in control of other things, we lose control of other things. I'm not saying we as in Trish and I, but I'm just saying we as in general. So she said coping and finding something like overeating, right? Food. Well, a lot of people that maybe have struggled with that type of thing over the, the years and tried to make better of themselves going to a gym to work out or something like that. And now you can't go to a gym. And so they maybe struggle with with food and since their gym isn't there they don't do anything by about they, it. he means me so <laughs> I'll edit that out because that's not what I mean at all oh it's too funny anyways um I think the bible says you know that God gives us a peace that the world can't give us like I believe it's in John it says uh peace I have peace I leave with you my peace I give to you not as the world gives do I give you don't let your hearts be troubled neither let them be afraid and I just think when we look to the world for peace we're we can find it like we can find those momentary times where we feel like a a moment of peace in this in the chaos and in the calamity like Maybe you take a bubble bath and you feel peaceful or maybe you drink a whole bottle of wine or maybe you do drugs or maybe you eat a whole pizza or whatever it is. And maybe for the moment you feel peace, but that's the kind of peace the world can give us. But the the kind of peace that God gives us is so different and it's a peace that passes all understanding and um, it's really hard to grapple with peace and and to work through it and, and to kind of get to it. And the, the best way I found to obtain peace in my life has been to just really surrender to God when I'm feeling anxious about something. And, um, especially in this season, it's easy to get caught up. You're, you're out shopping and everybody's wearing face masks and gloves and they're sanitizing. We were just at Target earlier today and they wouldn't let us put anything on the belt until the whole belt was washed down, even the part that the other people before us didn't use. And so, you know, it's really easy to see these things and to get your brain wrapped up in the fear and, and not the fear, the cashier that was helping us was not fearful at all. He was actually very joyful and, you know, asking us if we're enjoying the weather and just super, super cool guy but like it still can easily spark fear in your heart if you really let it right uh second timothy 1 7 says for god gave us a spirit not of fear but of power and love and self-control and it's really easy for us i think for us as humans to i think get into that place where we have have fear in our hearts and have fear in our minds. And for me, the the best thing, and I, I guess it's hard for me to even be one to talk because I am somebody who's really struggled with anxiety and depression. And, and I, and I know this is the answer and not always am I able to, to successfully do this. And sometimes I still lay awake in bed at night and my brain goes a hundred miles per hour and it feels like I cannot control anything. And honestly, not necessarily even right now, just in my lifetime. And, but the best thing I found when I actually do get to those moments where I have peace is when I've really entered in and, and prayed over them and really asked God to help me in the situation and to not, well, the Bible says, don't let your heart be troubled. And so I asked God, God, don't let my heart be troubled over this or just really talking all my crap to God because he knows it anyways and and he cares for us. And so if we can get to that point where we're really getting before God and rather letting those thoughts race around in our head and, and feeling fearful in these seasons of, of all this calamity, um, rather than letting that, those thoughts of the world spinning out of control, just race and race and race, just getting before the Lord and, and really praying to him and asking him. And there's no stupid prayers, honestly, like 
anything you say, God, God, God receives and he hears you and he listens to you and he, he's there. Like he's, he's closer than, he's closer than a brother. He's, he's within your heart. He's within your mind already. And sometimes just saying our prayers out loud and, and talking out loud to God helps us to process it. Yeah. And I'll just say this as, as far as praying goes, a lot of people in their head get wrapped up into, okay, a prayer is this, and it's always dear God, you know, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Amen. Right. It's it. Yes. That's, you know, traditionally a lot of times what we do for meals or maybe a bedtime prayer or something like that, but really praying to me is just talking to God. It's not always going to be a formal writing of a letter to God. Mm-hmm. And it may just be an out crying, maybe not out loud, can be in your head, whatever. But I think a lot of times people get wrapped up into the traditional side of prayer and what they maybe see on TV or maybe they go to a church and, you know, someone's praying like mm-hmm. in front of everyone. And that's, yes, a form of prayer, but just talking to God is prayer. You don't have to make it a formal type of letter or, you know, right. address. And, you know. I, I, and to be completely honest and frank with you guys, there's times where I have, I've just been on the floor sobbing and, and feeling like life is out of control and feeling like there's no way I can pull myself together or whatever. And those are times like God just wants you to tell him how much life sucks and to just tell him all the the things you're feeling. Like it's okay. Like you're not going to surprise him. So I, for me, it's so therapeutic and, and healing to just to barf all over it. God, I guess that's a horrible analogy, but to just barf it out and just be like, God, this is what I'm feeling. And this is my frustrations and help me to not let my mind spin out of control, help my thoughts not, not to race and help me to have a peace that passes all understanding and God really does. He really does, guys. He comes in and he gives you this peace that that the world cannot give you, but only God alone can give you. And and there's been times where I've really gone through some really sucky things and and God has not always answered my prayers the way I want to, but he does eventually. And it's really interesting when you look back and you can just see like, wow, God was good even though in the times I didn't see it. So I think I think what we're we're getting at here and finding the clarity and the calamity is it's hard to find all the answers, right? And nobody has all the answers. But if you, the best thing to do is to put your trust in God, yeah, and and ask Him and you know seek Him for some some clarity or just a clear picture what you need to do in this time, so that. You don't go insane mm-hmm. and you, you know, for real, <laughs> right. So that you're going down this path that, uh, is going to be best for you and your family and not have to worry so much. And I know like when you're stuck in a house with all of the people you love the most, who you wish in a normal, like in a normal world, pre-COVID-19, I felt like our family didn't spend enough time together and we were always busy and always on the go. And then a few weeks into COVID-19, you know, at first I was like, I'm kind of an introvert. So at first I was like, this is awesome. I could do this forever. And 
I'm not fully past that, to be honest with you, but like I just a few weeks into it, you know, already wanting to like go on long walks by myself. <laughs> like I remember there was a time where I was out on a walk with the kids and Thaddeus came and got them and I just walked home by myself because I just needed alone time, a, like to not be with a single person, having a single person ask me a question or touch me or talk to me about anything, but just to be alone and, and have silence. And I think this kind of craziness is hard on introverts because we're with everybody in the same spot, but it's hard on extroverts because, well, they're with everybody in the same spot. Probably the two would be hard on them, but they also want to get out. So it's just interesting how different personalities are being affected by it. There's like way so much we could go on and on about all of our thoughts on this, but just know that this is just a, you know, it's where we're at in life. And so we're just praying for you guys that God gives you guys clarity in the season and gives you guys abundance of peace that passes all understanding. And that even though the world's spinning out of control and there's so much calamity that there is peace to be found and we are praying for you. And I'll just wrap it up with this verse from Romans, Romans fifteen thirteen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So it's been great talking with, uh, talking at, talking to <laughs> all of you out there. I don't know how many it is, but... Hope this blesses you. We do. And until next week, this is uh, Thaddeus. And Trish, and we love you guys. Yeah.